Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly, and it is not spring today. <laughs> <laughs> no, it feels it feels slightly wintry again. We're having some torrential snow on occasion, on and off. Blustery. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... Yeah, it was like whiteout coming in this morning, and yeah. then it was sunny and blue sky, and mm-hmm. now we're now back to blowing snow. snow again. Yeah, as Winnie the Pooh would say, it's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. Oh, yep. that's lovely. Yeah, it's nice, yeah, isn't it? It is. But not when you're out in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's kind of brisk. <laughs> yeah, so that's the weather report. We're hoping for maybe on the up and up of warmth so that we don't freeze to death at Easter sunrise service on and, the beach outside. And really so that it's safe because um, it'd be nice for some more things to melt on the way towards the, okay. the beach. So well, we'll get I there, mean, though. We a got, lot of my snow in my driveway and ice is melted, so we'll get there. We'll see. But it we've is got another we've got another week and a half, so okay. we're so please let your prayers rise up like the warmth before us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lifting up of your yeah, hands like heat waves. Yeah, as the heat waves for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right. So so we are we are about to enter into Holy Week. Yes, we're on the eve of Holy Week, the eve week of Holy Week. Yeah. So Palm um, Sunday. Palm Sunday. Yes. So, um, which in our tradition, Palm Sunday, Passion Sunday, it's there's that tension of which one we choose as a church to do liturgically and with mm-hmm. story. Um, here at Messiah, we've gone both ways. Um, hmm. I think, in the sense have that we, we, I don't, remember. I think we have. I think we've we've read the full story before, but we've also yeah. we generally lean into the palms. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's where we're, that's where we're yeah. going this year. And I like so. doing the palm because passion is for the rest of the week. You know, it's this journey, and it's like it's really giving um, like the palm its due time, right? That this is an entry point into the passion story, right? And it has lots yeah. of its own tenets that need to be you know lifted up and examined. Yeah, this well. I mean this story is complicated enough without mm-hmm. adding all the rest of the rest it. of the passion. Yeah, narrative. it's yeah. really true. There's enough going on here. And I know a lot of people don't do it anymore, but there is something to be said about the holiness of Holy Week and spending the whole week, you know, coming yes. to worship and hearing all the stories as you journey to Easter Sunday. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's power in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I'd encourage you wherever you are to join us um, here for worship. Um, feel free. Uh, if you're far away, our, our Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday services will be live streamed, so Easter Sunday, um, not our Easter vigil. Um, if you're here locally, um, come on down um, and join us. But Come on down. Yeah, come on down. Come but on down. but um, we're going to start with our conversation today about the palm procession, the story that, that typically is the entrance into Holy Week, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because if you think about it in Matthew's Gospel, there's actually a whole bunch of chapters in between. I mean, like, there's a lot. This there isn't is. really, it's the start of the journey, mm-hmm. um, but this is, um, we don't go straight to the passion. Um, it's, it's the entrance into Jerusalem. Correct. Jerusalem yeah. signifies the final stage of the right. journey, right? Yeah. Being it's in the Jerusalem. arrival in Jerusalem. Yes. So, yeah. So. so we are in Matthew chapter 21, and we're reading verses 1 through 11. All right. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage, At the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, 
The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell your daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. All right. Yeah, and just a, a little footnote here. The passage that comes right after this is the Jesus um, flipping tables in the, in temple. the temple. And yep. so mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of, a, it's it's an interesting segue. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. So uh, where to begin with this? First off, um, I always find this so fascinating. There are two donkeys. Like there's a donkey and a colt. Like there's two. And he's riding on both. <laughs> Like, oh. <laughs> like, how does this work? Straddling right? them. Like, what is this? Is this like you know at the at the circus or the rodeo when somebody yeah. has a foot on each each animal riding it's it? It's logistically in a... interesting, right? I guess I've not really thought about that much. It's but... intriguing storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> Two animals, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of the donkey. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. Yeah, but. Ah, yeah. if it's one smaller, like I that's know. awkward for your legs. You know, it's not like you're rodeo <laughs> riding on two horses of the same size. Yeah. So, so quite swiftly, we have to say, okay, there, maybe there's not a literalism to this in the same that this is about. Yeah, this is about fulfillment of prophecy and imagery. Yeah. They're like, no one, just write it down. No one will question it. Yeah, just, just like, write it down. No one will ask. We need it to be a donkey and a colt. It has to be both. I know that didn't happen, but just like, just write it down, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other, the interesting piece of this is, I mean, so if we dip back into Zechariah, we know that the prophecy is about a donkey, mm-hmm. full of a donkey, but like a colt could also be the name of a baby horse. Like it doesn't sure. have to be the donkey. So like, maybe they were so, the same size, is what you're saying. They could be. Right? Because a, be. a colt yeah. would be yeah. bigger, yeah. right? <laughs> is that what, really is that the point you were know. making there? I don't know. Like it's just it's, <laughs> it felt like that's the point you were really, trying to get to. It's really interesting. <laughs> it's also like you think about um what the purpose I mean this is there are so many interesting pieces of this story, but like the interesting thing about the animals is thinking about what's the purpose of it being a donkey or a mm-hmm. horse and yeah. and thinking about like were horses understood as military vehicles oh yes that's right? good like, where donkeys donkeys aren't necessarily no. or even if it's a and and you know there's also i think doesn't it say um the full of a donkey like um essentially like and her colt so like these are these are critters that probably haven't been ridden before mm, maybe in some yeah. ways or maybe and so in some ways this isn't like a pilot coming in on like this well um, yeah. trained war horse. This is yeah. like riding in on an unruly donkey <laughs> or like a baby horse, like a colt yeah. or a foal. And like, just kind of like, there's part of me that's like, I like that 
imagery too. This this kind of di- wildness to it. This wildness and also this this is not your military entrance. No. Compared to like no. military entrance. And that's yeah. the interesting thing you had shared with me this week and I did a little more looking up of it too. The whole idea of the Roman triumph, right? We call yeah. it Jesus's triumphal entry, but the it's based upon this other kind of um triumphal entry into Jerusalem of the yeah. Roman triumph where like the the military person, the general, would have won in battle, and they would be celebrating him. They would begin at the Tiber. They would dress him up essentially as a king, yeah. Um, and he would process in with all the troops to um, the temple, the temple of Jupiter, hmm. um, and they would celebrate him there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so you have that, and then you also have the um, what it also mentioned was that you have this tension of with um with the passover coming up and the and people coming from all over to the Mm -hmm. temple in jerusalem the jewish temple yeah that that there's this theory that maybe Pilate was coming in to make sure that like there's a military presence in town Mm -hmm. so that Mm -hmm. because i mean it's really interesting because it's hinted at at the end of the passage right like and all the city was Kind of like stirred up, right? Yes. Like yeah. they're stirred up. I think like the, the Greek, whole city was in turmoil. In turmoil. I think the, yeah. Greek, the Greek word can literally be translated as shaken. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. And like you're just kind of like the city Which was is shaken. Interesting, you know, when you think about when Jesus is crucified, right? And the, oh yeah, the, the yeah. yeah, the nice. connection between that, right? How the city is literally really shaken. shaken. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Those literary nods. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really interesting thinking like. They're trying to prevent this type of boiling point, right? Mm-hmm. And the reality is that it's already there. Yeah. And it's interesting that Jesus is, and the in some ways, what Matthew has is that some of that is ascribed to Jesus being there, mm-hmm. shaking um, things, up. shaking things up. Yeah. Which yeah. is, yeah. So which is so deeply embedded with what you know the the crowd, right? The Hosanna. To the oh, son yeah. of David, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, which is that other parallel between the whole idea of that Roman triumph and like being dressed up as king for the day, right? And yep. they're yeah. essentially saying, Come save us, yeah, son of David, right? David being the king, king. right? Yep. The number one king who we're like always looking back towards. And, and this is and what they're anticipating is somebody coming in the lineage of David. Yes. So to be set are, up as right? the yeah. new king yeah right and so there's this like probably this gossip going around town that oh the new king the new king of the jews is coming into town and he's going to take over and he's going to be this possibly great military leader right Right. it always kind of comes back to that hope right we're going to retake jerusalem we're going to retake the holy land it's our rightful place all these things so yeah yeah this hope that the people have of that being so yeah, and it's really interesting because um, so just a, a tiny aside here with this because this this is always kind of I've always had a strange feeling about this is that like Hosanna is literally save us right, mm-hmm. and yet we we process with kids waving palms saying Hosanna Hosanna you know like mm-hmm. and and we do it as a celebratory thing, mm-hmm. but the reality is that there is this deep deep need mm-hmm. woven into that shout right like yeah. it's it's save us from rome save us from ourselves save mm-hmm. us save us from the brokenness save yeah. us from all of this and like yeah. 
and from it's really, oppression. It's really from interesting because that like that tension mm-hmm. of this is celebratory, but it's also mm, so yeah. much heavier than that. And it's hard to sit in this moment of like joy too, because it feels joyful and hopeful when it we does. know what's coming next. Right. Absolutely. Right? We know yeah. where the story will take us. And it's, you know, it's those same crowds of people that have been yelling Hosanna that will yell crucify, crucify. him. Absolutely. Right. How fast things change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do think, I mean, so thinking about the crowds piece too, though, it's really also powerful just to just be reminded that that so often in this story, we just focus on Jesus. Mm hmm. We but, don't think so much about the crowds. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that this is a community thing going on, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, street theater doesn't exist without a crowd, right? <laughs> right? Like this yeah. this play that is act, being acted out about Jesus coming in on a donkey, whether this is parody and thumbing nose at mm-hmm. Rome. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's about, instead of a, a crown of a laurel crown, he's going to have thorns, right? Like yeah. there's all these this balance of, of parody, but also of, t- and the tension of that, mm-hmm. that he's, the street theater is being done, but it doesn't exist without everybody watching and then participating in it. Yeah. And right? you know, so, I was, I was a little struck by that when we were reading through it this time. I didn't really think too much about it, but like laying your coat in the street, you know, yeah. like I wouldn't do that. <laughs> it's dirty. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but and like, also, like, if wild, this is, right? like if this is your only coat too, like yeah. you're like, mm, do down. I really want that donkey walking on my coat? But yeah, when you think about when like uh, we roll, when you know the phrase, you roll out the red carpet, right? Like I know, which wasn't a, red this year, right? At the it was like, like tan. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Bad choice. Bad yeah, choice. Exactly. Anyway. But the people are essentially rolling out the red carpet for Jesus, right? They're making this carpeted way of their coats and of Absolutely. the palms, right? That you won't have to walk on the ground, right? You are, we are lifting you up, right? And it's also, uh, so it's a lifting up. Um, and there's also in some ways, it's it's also, an, it's a naming of too, of part, in some ways of participation, right? Like it's mm-hmm. the lifting up, but it's also saying, in some ways, it's rather than just the hosannas. It's a it's a physical way of saying we see you, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's like it's like opening the door for somebody, right? Like yeah. it's like I noticed you're coming in. Let me get this. Uh-huh. So it's like we see you coming, Jesus. Yeah. Come on, and we're we're prepping for you in but, this way. Like we we see who you are. Yeah, but also on the flip side, they're kind of um, they're kind of signing off on his death warrant in a way. Well, that's a whole other interesting parallel, right? Yeah. You know, the the clothing and the lots and the how do we understand some of that too? Like, and because it is because of them that the city is shaken up, right? It's because the people are coming to see Jesus that the city is shaken up, that the, you know, that all the things unfold with the Jewish leaders trying to keep the peace by, you know, giving over Jesus to the Romans and all yeah, of that. Yeah, that's a really interesting, yeah. You know, it's so an interesting it's question, almost right? as if in this action they are saying Hosanna, but still saying crucify him at the same time. They through are. Through their actions. Unknowingly at this point, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a that's a powerful mm-hmm. thing to think about is yeah. that is that they are, they are complicit even in this moment of celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just to save us and the turn to crucify, it's mm-hmm. the. Yeah, and they're so. And I think, too, it's that they're so unaware as well, right? They're unaware of what the repercussions of what this will lead to, but they're also unaware that what their hope and dream in Jesus is 
is representing the opposite of what Jesus actually is, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as you were saying that, like, one of the things that I was really, that just popped into my head was thinking about, you know, when we think about protest, Mm -hmm. um, that if we, if we stopped and we thought about the consequences Mm -hmm. of it every time, we would not actually engage in protest, Mm -hmm. right? Because the way that systems work, right? Like, you know, like arresting, like like arresting or somebody ends up getting shot, right? Um, That there ends up being more violence in a Mm -hmm. way that, that, that um, when a system pushes down. Yeah. um, And that in reality, that, that I think that in some ways, um, this allows us also to dive into that depth that, that when we are hopeful and we seek change, Mm Um, sometimes the blinders are on and we don't know what the consequences are going to be, but we also are hopeful in that this is different than what it is. It's really interesting because like you think about it, that like from a theological perspective, God enters the world um, through Christ in a place that where oppression is rampant, right? Mm -hmm. But also where um, people are hurting, not just from oppression, but also just from the brokenness of the world. Yeah. Like today. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, they want a leader. They want something. They want somebody who will change the system through the political mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And what they get is Christ. Yeah. And I think about it like in some ways, like who changes the system, but through the people themselves. Yeah. Which makes you me know? think like, I'm not going to, you know, draw a savior connection to this, but like, I think about that, like for so many in our, in our nation, it was George Floyd's death that tripped us over the edge Mm -hmm. to have conversations that should have been had decades ago. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the question of like, what, what is the event that moves? Mm -hmm. And, and I'm not, and I'm saying this, like, don't get me wrong. This is not theater. This is life. Yeah. But at the same time, like, how do we understand the motions of community? And I guess like when I think about this parade, Mm -hmm. Like in some ways, it's also it's like, what are there? What are we can't help but tie this, as you were saying, into what comes next, Mm -hmm. because these are the same people that then are going to have to deal with the fact that Christ has been crucified. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or that the world is did not that Rome is. I mean, that Jerusalem is still going to fall. Yeah. Right. Like that the temple is going to be destroyed. That they wanted Barabbas over Jesus. Right. That they. Yeah. Yeah, and and I don't know like to me that tension is very real in our world. Yeah. Yeah. But and so it's like this reconciliation in what I hear you saying a little bit is that the powers that be won't change, right? Like the political system doesn't change for a long time, right? Rome yeah. overthrows Jerusalem and all of those things happen, but there is this change within the people who choose to follow Jesus. Right. And right. it's the question of what is that change too? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What does real transformation look like? Yeah. And um, what is Jesus showing them, you know? When yeah. you're truly following. Right. Mm-hmm. They're thinking if we just get the right king, mm-hmm. it's all going to work out. Yeah, we'll be restored to our place of power and privilege. Whereas God through Christ says that's not Yeah. how the kingdom of God And is. they should know because he's riding in on a donkey or donkeys. Donkeys, right? right? Like yeah. The place yeah. is not what you think it's going to be, you know? Right. It's just as it's it's that subversive idea again, right? You know, when I first thought of the donkey, I think about um, 
is it Balaam? Balaam and the talking donkey. Yep, Balaam yeah, Balaam when he's um when the <laughs> he's trying to go um he has to go because the king is like you have to come here and curse the Israelites. Yeah. And he's like I don't really want to do that, but God said I had to go, and so he's going and he's on the donkey and the donkey keeps running into a wall and yeah. he's like could you please just go? And it's like, don't you recognize that this donkey is God? Right. You know, <laughs> that's the story. In right, short. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. It's a good story. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think about that and <laughs> yeah, it's like, and the symbolism too, with like Jesus riding on the donkey, Jesus is riding on the voice of God, right? Like in an unexpected way. Yeah. Unexpected yep. places and, mm-hmm. and a place where they should know that God is right. They should know that, right? They should, they're only triggered to this story of um, memory that is the power, right? The king, the Messiah, the anointed one, the one who is coming in the name of David, but they don't recognize their full story, right? Of where God was even before then, which was in a donkey. Well, and, and this is also like, in some ways, the message of of Jesus, right? Like, mm-hmm. and this is where Matthew's story continues. Like that, the turning of the temple is fantastic segue mm-hmm. because all of a sudden Jesus is like, "Don't you remember that God is present inside the temple, outside the temple, yeah. everywhere?" Yeah. And yep. and so, in some ways, there's this reminder mm-hmm. that as Jesus is coming in, they're like, "Oh, you're coming to save us, yeah, right?" In yeah. this place where we already think God is, but we're not actually. Sa- I mean, you think mm-hmm. about the layers of this. Like, yeah. they're like. If, if anybody is saved, it should be those who are closest to the temple, right? Because God lives there mm-hmm. in their mentality. And here Jesus is saying, that's not how yeah. it works. Oh, it's so true. And it's going back to that you only remember the covenant of the promise of the land, right? Right. You don't remember the covenant that I made with your ancestors that it's you. You're my chosen people. The stars of the right? heavens, right? Like, yeah. You're my people, right? And all the commandments and all the law is because you're my people, right? It's about you, the people, not really about the land or the space or the place, right? Which they're just remembering that because that was the glory days. Which is also really interesting because then it asks the question of what are they expecting with a Davidic king, Mm -hmm. right? Returning to the land, right? Returning power in Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And And here you have... God coming in with mm-hmm. with all that weight, you know, upon upon Jesus, but Jesus at the same time essentially being like, nope, mm-hmm. like, yeah. And by the way, I'm gonna in the next you know chunk of days, I'm gonna show you how this looks mm-hmm. in some yeah. ways, right? And show you where God truly is, right? And in, I'm gonna remind you, and, and I'm gonna death. remind you what's important, right? Yeah, God and, is in in the life and death and everything, and in you, and that's what you need to remember, right? It's not in the temple that will be torn into. Right? right. And this is a really powerful thing for us to think about, too, as we walk through this narrative of Holy Week and we come to the church. Mm-hmm. Because it's a reminder that all of this is happening and we do, we do it within the temple, within the church. Mm-hmm. But we also, the narrative is about what is happening to us as God's people. Yeah. It's not about a physical place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that internal journey that we're taking, too. Yeah, it's internal, but it's also communal, yeah. right? Like it's it's in some ways that save us, save us from the world, but save us from ourselves. Mm-hmm. And in some ways it's a reminder that we have to participate, but also that we have to also participate in community, that it's not mm-hmm. just what we do by ourselves. Yeah, so um, true. So, yeah. Yeah. Whew. 
donkeys. I think that's all I've got. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with that's you. A lot. I hear you. We went down a little. I hear you. Some rabbit holes. A, ro- a road there, but I like a road it. with it some good. with some coats and tree bo- tree boughs and yeah, some palm trees. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh anyway, which palm? So. Okay, other random thing when I was looking up because I was looking at palm too, which is yeah. like phoenix branch as well. Phoenix, mm, interesting. Yeah, that's the specific type of palm that would have been found in the area, and it's interesting, interesting too with, with this, a mythological. Because palm is also like um, like eternal life, like eternity too is another yeah. meaning of it. And that's interesting with the phoenix like being born out of the fire, right? And if we think about Jesus and resurrection, it's well, essentially and, and a the, phoenix moment. It is. A, and then tie it back in that like we used palm, the dried palms to create Ashes. the ash for Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that mm. you know, that imagery is... Mm-hmm. That's powerful. I know. Yeah. I really like that little tidbit of knowledge. Cool. Harry <laughs> Potter meets Bible, yeah. too, right? Like <laughs> that will be our next <laughs> class, folks. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, though. And um, we'll probably do something next week, um, just related to kind of Holy Week. But like, mm-hmm. um, but thanks for being with us today. So, yeah. yeah, you've been listening to the Queen City Preachers podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. I'm Pastor Molly. And be well, friends. <laughs>